may have heard that a psychedelic ceremony provides healing and epic transformation like a decade's worth of talk therapy. What you may not have heard is that it's not the ceremony itself that radically changes your life. It's the integration of the experience. Psychedelic integration leverages the breakthroughs, insights, and clarity from ceremony towards deep healing, supreme ownership of your authentic self, and an opportunity to not just create the reality of your dreams and live on purpose, but to help others do the same. I'm Cherie Godesai, your rebel psychedelic therapist, a pioneering integration coach, and a consciousness activator. I'm also a woman with humble roots that completely transformed her life through psychedelic integration. I help people like us create our most epic and psyched lifestyle and a better world through integrating plant medicine and psychedelic experiences. Tune into today's episode to turn your day into an epic ceremony. This is the Psyched Soul Podcast. everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Cherie here. Prepare for this one to be a doozy. I just completed an article that was started as a diary entry about a recent psychedelic ceremony that I've had, that I had the privilege of partaking in, and then it turned into a nine-page article about resolving our internal conflicts and how they are the key to collective liberation. So on the darkest night of last year on winter solstice, and by the way, last year is 2023, (laughs) literally a couple of weeks ago, and amidst the season of collective wishes of peace on earth that we usually have at this time, I got to sit with what seemed to be the entirety of my psychic shadow through an excruciatingly long night. And I had the privilege of sitting in a traditional peyote ceremony with a community that I hold to be a very high integrity that I feel so lucky to know. I met them uh, last year. They This community is definitely the highlight, uh, one of the biggest highlights of 2023 for me, one of the greatest gifts of that year. And, you know, we shared songs around the fire and people were singing praise and prayers for peace. And, you know, for me, I always love and really look forward to the opportunity to share music, medicine and ceremony. And that night, I actually found myself feeling extremely challenged in sharing peaceful melodies. The medicine was super strong. The peak was so strong that my body was contracting due to the nausea and I could barely even talk (laughs) maybe you guys uh, some of you guys know what I mean when literally your mouth can barely move we had a break and I uh, exited the the teepee and just you know walked onto the property the ceremony took place in this gorgeous private property on top of a hill on uh, a Costa Rican right on the coast and so I stepped outside it was the middle of the night 
and the sky was just laced with billions of bright stars and literally it felt like for the first time it seemed like that was the first time that I had ever looked at the sky and I just like had this chance to to marvel at the universe like a baby and it was beautiful and then you know amidst the stars my eyes met this gorgeous massive golden moon it was so picturesque it was laced with a sliver of a cloud like I swear it was like by God's design like God took a brush stroke and just kind of like put that stroke accent right on top of this gorgeous bright yellow moon and the moon was just like standing there super clear just convicted in itself just in this circular light and claiming center stage in infinite darkness it was so unapologetic and at the same time it was so beautiful and peaceful and brought so much light and literally I was just like asking how could the night resist this beautiful moon how could the darkness resist this light I've always felt an affinity to the mescaline containing cacti brotherhood of grandfathers, Peyote and San Pedro. And they've always feel, they've always felt very peaceful to me. And with that, it's not to say that we cannot find conflict within these respective experiences. On the contrary, I've had deeply challenging moments uh, exploring the world and my inner space under the lens of these plant medicines. Uh, while being gently held in their grandfatherly lap. But, you know, I found that true peace in itself, when we explore the concept of true peace and what that means to us, uh, I find that it can be extremely triggering because our innermost projections of violence, or rather the, the mechanisms of violence, the inner patterns of violence that we have within us. And honestly, I feel like, you know, 99.9% .9 of the world, if not 100% of people on earth carry these codes of violence to a certain degree. We are all products of our societies, of our environments, our cultures, our countries. And this, you know, the, the reality on planet earth and the human experience is that it is based on violence. And so we are on the constant unconscious hunt for fertile battlegrounds where these dynamics can be dramatized, can be brought to life. And when we end up meeting true peace, these enlivened projections have no chance for absorption and they slide right off. Uh, the object of our uh, projection. In this case, you know, I'm using metaphors, obviously, but in this case, I'm talking about, for me, the grandfather is a mescaline, the peyote, the peace holder, right? The peaceful teacher that I had the privilege of partaking with. And, and then these projections just cannot, they're not absorbed into the medicine, right? And when we, we don't have a partner for war, and now these inner conflicts are being magnified, we're literally left to contend with them on our own in a brutal battle of internal psychic shadow. And this is exactly what happened to me. You know, I, I found my inner psychodrama literally clashing onto this super clear and peaceful container, beautiful people, beautiful medicine, beautiful night. And with that, I completely watched my human suffer, <laughs> suffer and brave 
herself through grave attempts to contain and transmute the wars that she has within herself. And honestly, I was super proud of her. I was super proud of my human. She braved it. She nailed it. Uh, she had intentions for the ceremony to uh, dismantle any remnants of victim consciousness that were uh, residing within her. And those were her intentions. And later this human, my human, uh, totally realized it later that these intentions were fully met. So it was it was a good night. And then when the dawn, finally, the, you know, the sun rises and the dawn just brings ease and the promise of a new day. To me, it literally felt right there. It just felt to me like I just survived one of the top three most humbling consciousness excursions of my life. And my ceremonial experience currently is within the three digit range. Uh, I haven't sat down and counted one by one, but I'm 99.9% .9 positive that I'm well way into my three digit range by now of a uh, decade exploring medicine uh, and the way that I do. And that's saying something. So this peyote ceremony was one of the top three. Actually, that night I thought, wow, this is definitely one of the top two. But now that it's been a couple of weeks, I think it was one of the top three. Because um, my best friend reminded me of another one that I had that I totally forgot about. And that was a disaster. <laughs> but I survived. Yeah, so there you have it. But with that, I found full recovery within 24 hours of this beautiful peyote ceremony. And I'm so, so incredibly grateful uh, beyond measure for, again, the option to just even the option to partake in this privilege of this work. Uh, we are constantly, those of us in the medicine space, we have repeated, repeated compassionate opportunities to clear the violence clear the violence within, induce more peace within. And then of course we can integrate that peace out there in the big world. Now, why does this matter now? Should you ask? Well, you know, we have war and conflict raging in one of the most sacred sites on the planet, at least sacred to a lot of people, millions and millions and millions of people who are fighting over this piece of land. Of course, I'm talking about Israel, Palestine, and most of us have literally little or no idea how to actually make peace happen when there is such grave conflict, okay? Especially, especially when we have pressing social media debates, sucking up so much of our livelihood and time. Now, you know, I'm active on social media, relatively active, right? I'm not like some type of influencer or anything like that, but I've made my share of posts across social media platforms and just sharing reflections about the war and, you know, with a stance that continued shifting as my initial shock from October 7th wore off. And of course, more information was coming forth and the war was unfolding. And then, you know, I, so I just kind of, you know, kept learning more and kind of shifting and softening and opening up and just finding a lot more pain a lot and a lot more compassion at the same time. And soon I realized that with that, with my shifting opinions, the loud majority, on, again, on the social medias, dip demanded and still does demanded demands well this is not even just social media we obviously see this on the street too right but there's like a demand for siding choose your side whose side are you on and it's like there's an inability to entertain 
the both and perspectives. Like we can actually have compassion for all people. We can actually entertain that there is suffering on both sides equally. Not one has more than the other. They're different in different ways. But anyhow, forget about that. Right now, I'm speaking about the fact that it just became clear to me that really no matter the opinion that we share, that I share on social media, there's going to be backlash that would literally require many days to contain and that and also that you know if I'm looking for like peace bridging opportunities they're not going to come from threads with strangers on the internet okay let's just get real about that trying to set the whole world straight have people see your view blah 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 forget it you ain't going to find peace that way and of course you know and I know this is true for a lot of people like a lot of my friends are kind of on the same boat like this these social media battles are taking a toll on our mental health and my schedule again like days of like you know trying to like be in dialogue <laughs> if you can call this a dialogue through commenting on Facebook right and then I finally made a decision to clear my social media field of just like superheated and energy consuming conversations about this topic and I archived all posts that I made about the the conflict except for one one Instagram post that I made that it was a short video that I created on October 7th. Immediately when the news of the massacre came out, I was shocked like a lot of people. And then I stated in that video that my homeland of Israel, this is where I grew up, experienced a deliberate massacre that to me felt not politically motivated, but just like pure evil motivated. And this is one piece of truth that I hold in my ocean of many truths. Okay, but that was the one truth that remained on my public Instagram feed. And then it so happened that not much time passed. And a few days later, my IG account, my Instagram account was spontaneously targeted by a neo-progressive influencer type of person who signaled the post and then called, just came out of the blue. I have no idea who they are. I never heard of them. Don't even have mutual friends with them. At least I don't believe that I do. Who knows? But they just found the post and then they made a public post about me calling for the help in quotes, quotation mark, of their followers. And then, you know, help in quotation mark. And the stories of this type of influencer, I could only construe it as an attack. And sure enough, yeah, there was an avalanche, immediate, immediate avalanche of countless vile vile comments, mocking, mocking reshares. I got threats, countless threats on my DMs, on my posts, on every single post I've ever made on Instagram. Like people just like went in there. I don't even know if they were bots. I don't even know like what these accounts, some of these accounts didn't even look real to be honest, but like my account was literally attacked and reported multiple times, apparently like to the point where I just got permanently disabled and without any chance to appeal. Boom. I lost my Instagram account that I've nurtured for years. And of course I'm a business owner and I also utilize the IG for client outreach. So this has serious implications serious and direct implications on my life. And you know, you can say that on the social cultural side of the story, I got shamed, I got canceled. 
I got violated for holding an opinion, one opinion out of many opinions I hold, and also for holding white passing Israeli and Jewish identities. And you can imagine that with this uh, Holy Trinity, this is not the right side of, not the right quote unquote side to belong to at this time. But yeah, here's a fun fact for you, because a person that knows this influencer by proxy, that also this person tried to cancel them, and I'm not really sure what happened, but I guess they did some research about them and they discovered that this influencer that that attacked me, like that literally the single greatest fear that this influencer holds personally is to get canceled on social media. <laughs> I'm just laughing. Just amused, amused at the projections of the universe convol. I'm just like have this imagery of the universe convulsing on itself through these projections. Like, you know, I want to cry, but I'm laughing. I want to laugh, but I'm crying. But yeah, it's just bizarre, right? And then that was a total, total, it felt to me like, like I just like visited like those few days where all this drama happened. It was like, I was like, like sucked into some type of like a duality matrix of social media. And then here's how I got out of it. Okay. Cause I totally spun in there. My nervous system was activated. I couldn't sleep. You know, when you feel like attacked and people are attacking you of a certain type of people that have really, really strong energy that you could really feel. Um, even though I'm all the way in Costa Rica, I've never even seen any one of them in real life. I don't even know who they are, but you can feel the vile energy. Um, so it affected me for sure. But here's how things changed, okay? This is a really beautiful story. Just a few days later, while I was at the, kind of at the tail end of this spin, like, what am I going to do? I uh, was invited uh, to a friend's house who had another friend visiting someone another friend in Costa Rica and this other friend was this brilliant radiant gorgeous woman who also identifies as a Palestinian woman her name is Ava Delac and she too happens to live in Costa Rica like me I live on the North Pacific side she lives in the South Pacific side we have like eight hours driving between us but she was visiting through our little village and let me tell you here's what like what we began discovering we just like met like at this uh at my friend's house and soon we discovered check this out that we're both writers we're both teachers students carriers of consciousness teachings we're both daughters to the land okay we were both born in israel israel palestine and we both have immediate family residing in the war zone, directly affected by the war. Ava has family in Gaza and other parts of Israel. I have family all over Israel. And we have both experienced immigration and, and finding refuge and through a cross-cultural upbringing. And now we're both living and raising children in the tropics <laughs> and exploring ways of writing a new chapter on an ancient story that we both fully believe that is ready to end. So that's how we uh, converged, okay? That was our convergence point. This is how we met. That's what we discovered. So we sat around at my friend's house, sitting tea around my friend's kitchen table. Our children were playing in the backyard. It was like late afternoon. Ava's hair was just like wet, dripping after a pool dip, super casual. And around this table, we just like shared this eye-to-eye -eye conversation that literally has tremendously impacted my life. We began unpacking the complexity of having, again, holding non-dual perspectives when they're combined with multi-identity ownership and our ability to utilize these identities 
not as multi-identities, as instrumental tools to help us shape shift as integration agents. So that identities are tools for us. We both saw it in the same way. None of us are like attached to, you know, any of these identities that we hold. And that was another common thing that we shared between us. We talked about, you know, we shared subjective reports about our experiences in the war, truths, pain, fear, compassion, restoration, shared belief. I swear this conversation just like rather kindled, not even rekindled, because I'm, I'm, you know, I wasn't even, it was hard to find hope, honestly, before that conversation. It was, it was hard to find hope. You know, I read the news every day, hear the reports from my, you know, my parents live there every day, bombs, reading the news of Palestinians being killed every day, reading just the atrocities that these governments have created in the land and how they're literally holding these people on all sides hostage and I had no hope. You know, I, I couldn't find it at the time. I was really lost in that regard. And the conversation with Ava, like, just like, I literally felt like I had hope for the first time. I felt like I found direction. It felt like a guiding light in the darkest of hours. And it felt like the more we talked, the more this light got bigger and brighter, literally just through this casual <laughs> and contained dialogue that we were sharing. And one more thing that we shared that, uh, felt very affirming for me to hear again like in that video that I made on October 7th I stated this is not a political attack this is something else okay there's something more here than just like what the governments want us to see right it's a war of light and evil and you know Eva and I discussed that and we literally we stood united out of her mouth she said the exact same thing she said you know we can continue quarreling about political data there are so many truths okay we can quarrel about what is true until the end of time. But at the end of the day, from a different perspective, okay, the conflict at large is not a war of politics, but it's a war of evil, shadow, and light consciousness. This is what this war is about. And we do need to choose a side. Guess what? We do need to choose a side. The side of peace. So this afternoon tea roundtable literally turned into like a clear consciousness channel. And it felt like it was shedding higher perspectives on the conflict and literally demonstrating in real time what we can all do here and now to bring peace, which was just to have an eye conversation. So it was very touching for me and still is, still is, still makes me emotional. Of course, the creatrix switch within me uh, would say that a new reality was activated through that conversation. I fully believe that. A new paradigm was born there in that, around that table. And I swear this meeting, Ava, Ava describes herself as a peace activator. I fully believe that because to me, the meeting felt no less than a peace vortex. It literally felt like a new paradigm vision that was modeling what is possible when people just feel safe and heard. It was honestly quite the refreshing and real life contrast to this online circus that is ringmastered by non-secretary TikTok you graduates who are fueled by their own projections and are devoid of any real connection whatsoever with the land of Israel and Palestine or even with the innocent people. And this conflict between two nations whose dharma and lives and fates are intertwined, Palestinians and Israelis, is literally being exploited right now by neo-woke virtual vampires who gain followers and fame through perpetuating more violence in the world. And this is literally trauma inflicting more trauma. And let that 
sing for a minute because I really I haven't heard this anywhere this is something that like it took me a long time to like put into words I do feel that this conflict the people who are actually suffering are being exploited by very privileged people who play the victim anyhow the conversation with Ava taught me more than anything, like what I walked, my main takeaway, my biggest takeaway was that these face-to-face conversations between people that are directly affected by the conflict, including Jews, including Muslims, including Palestinians, and including Israelis, these conversations are vastly, vastly different from those that are instigated by privileged spectators who care more about ideology and getting things quote-unquote right. So first of all, right according to whom? Who who says what is right? We again, we already saw that there's thousands and thousands of years of history to both people to the land. Good luck sorting out the facts with that. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. People have made mistakes as people do. Who knows what is right at this point? Okay, you know this battle. And that's another thing that like came out with a conversation with Ava that, you know, that I learned from our conversation is that this is literally like people are playing like the the game of who was more of a victim, (laughs) like literally in competition for who's the greater victim. And the main difference between the conversations, again, that privileged spectators are having to people that are directly affected by the conflict are having is that the people with a connection are suffering the most and therefore desire peace the most. We desire peace the most, more than any person who's walking, you know, with a flag, chanting some whatever slogan, you know, some university in the United States. I don't know. Okay. Who's never been to Israel, who's not a Jew, not Palestinian, not Muslim, not Israeli. Okay. We are the ones that are suffering and we're not fueled by ideology. We're fueled by pain, by shared pain and grieving and displacement and fear for our lives. And the conversations that we're having. By the way, you notice that these are not talking about the conversations that are broadcasted on televised programming, again, competing for like, who's the number one victim medal so they can gain the public's empathy, okay? But these conversations that we're having, they're intentionally alchemized off grid and are conducted heart to heart. And Ava called it the silent minority. She said, we're the silent minority because yeah, we're not loud influencers on social media. We ain't got time for that. (laughs) We're too busy having conversations with real life people. We're too busy doing this inner work to clear the shadows and the conflicts from within us. Okay. And we're silent. We don't have time for to be loud on the internet. And we, these conversations that we're having, they do center around compassion, connection, and peace. So Ava and I both individually outside of that table, actually, before we met at the table, we each made our, so that was interesting to discover that we each made a respective decision to share conversational exchanges only about the topic, only with people who are directly affected by the conflict. And with that, I want to just share also a kind public service announcement, just literally just forgo the trouble of tagging us in online memes that pedestal the suffering and victimhood of one side, okay? Maybe you're filled with good intentions. You're trying to show us like the other. You think that we're siding with one side, so you're trying to get us to cross over or have compassion for the other side when you, in fact, don't really know which side we're on because we're not on any side that you think right? Again, we're with peace. So perhaps you're filled with good intentions, but honestly, like these memes, 
take a second to think about it because like 99.9% .9 of them, they're causing more division. Okay. They're dividing us further. We don't need more division. And honestly, we're, we're too busy to get like sucked into that, to educate you about what we're feeling and how we're feeling and why we're feeling it. Because we're literally tied up, again, grieving, collecting the ashes, supporting our families, having roundtable dialogues, and literally finding ways to build bridges and rewriting our own shared history. So those were really interesting occurrences that, again, literally happened like within days. Again, the online duality matrix, and then the piece of vortex, the non-dual, the singular piece vortex. And then here's what happened a couple of days later. I named that as the integration of the vortex visions and making peace on earth. <laughs> here's the third, here's how they both come together. Okay. So literally a couple of days after Evan and I met, I received this text from an elder that I had the incredible privilege to meet at the recent psychedelic science conference in Denver last summer. And him and I just like magnetized to each other immediately. I actually did post our story on social media. It's beautiful. Hopefully you can find it. <laughs> One of my non-deleted accounts. But yeah, it literally, when him and I met this older gentleman, it literally felt like we just like reunited after lifetimes it was like that like that it was beautiful so him and I are just like in good touch and I secretly call him my angel godfather <laughs> hi Leo if you're listening to this <laughs> So much love to you. So I shared with Leo about over text I shared with him about the interaction with my new beautiful friend Ava and he responded immediately responded with an email that he had just received from another psychedelic OG. Again, these are like psychedelic elders that have been around, okay? Like they've been in the game for 50, 60, 70 years, okay? And this other psychedelic OG wrote an opinion blog that also explored these exact same peace visions that I was exploring with Ava, including making some, uh, sharing some important resources and a list of real world standing peace vortexes. And I'll, I'm gonna link his blog to you in the show notes. And as I was making my way through the resources, I noticed that this deep sadness took over me, like really like for the tears and all. But, you know, it's not that I cried for the first time. I've cried, shed so many tears since October 7th. But this sadness was different. It was different. It was different from like this ongoing system shock trigger reactions that I've had the two or three months prior. This sadness was like, it was deeper. It was like a simple affirmation. It was like affirming to what I felt has been hiding deep in my heart this entire time, just like dormant under the shock or just underlying the shock. And it, it was echoed when Eva and I met. It was so affirmed and realized that literally it felt to me that all we need is a safe space to voice our truth and there we can heal. Then there will be peace. But the concept of, uh, of safe communal spaces obviously is not new. I mean, it may be one of the most ancient, simple and effective healing technologies and evolutionary mechanisms that we have uh, in the human game. We know that indigenous tribes have kept their people well and safe. And of course, there are traditions and cultures intact in community medicine and council circles. And as a psychedelic medicine explorer, practitioner, I started my own supported psychedelic integration journey and my professional coaching business by leading community integration circles in Santa Monica, Los Angeles in 2016. And at the time, there was only one other organization that I was aware of in the Bay Area called Erie Vision that were offering similar circles. Literally, aside from them, like you would Google psychedelic integration, it would be Erie and then another 
private therapist somewhere in New York that offered or even just talked about psychedelic integration. That's how barren the field of psychedelic integration was back in the day in 2016. Two Google results. That's how far we've come in just under a decade. But anyhow, Erie was the only one that was offering these circles. And then of course, like the circles we started in Santa Monica, they became iconic. Iconic because again, like nothing like this existed, right? In our area for sure. And worldwide also, we know there wasn't, no one talked about them at least, right? So these circles that we created became, felt like they became a sacred geometry template, <laughs> literally to countless circles all over the world. And they still, to this day, they remain a pillar of psychedelic integration support, despite the spectacular evolution of the field. And despite the numerous, numerous educational resources and integration therapists and programs that are available today. And again, you try to Google integration, psychedelic integration now and see what pops up. You may get a little overwhelmed. And why? Why did psychedelic integration circles, community circles stand the test of time? Because these circles have always been a safe space to witness and be witnessed by community as we voice the ineffable as we voice the unimaginable. And it is literally in the witnessing without judgment and in the realization that despite our perceived differences, you know, whatever we think we're how we're different, how we have different sides, da 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 da. At the end of the day, literally, we all share similar issues, similar pains and fears, similar hopes and dreams for ourselves as humans. We want to live a happy and healthy life without suffering. You ask any human what they want in life, that's probably, bottom line is that's their answer. And we connect and commune over being human and, and over our shared desire to live a safe and sovereign life. And this is the true medicine. This is the true medicine. Community. So connection equals peace equals integration. Now about this global conflict, honestly, I don't have all the answers. I do know that all of us, are hurting deeply. This pain that is uh, rising up, bubbling up to the surface, it's ancient. It's ancient. It didn't start on October 7th. It didn't start in 1948. It literally generations and generations, generations years old. This is systematic, global, ancient pain that is byproduct of ill systems that have been created on the planet and patterns that are being amplified right now that we are as a humanity attempting to break through, to dismantle, so we can do life in a more compassionate, kind, heart-centered, sustainable, and loving way. This is the new paradigm that is attempting to be birthed right now. And we are going through major, major contractions right now. We are the mothers of this new reality. We are the midwives of this new reality. And we are the babies of this new reality. So this is ancient pain. And even the most despicable, unspeakable of acts that we have witnessed in the past few months, all of these are expressions of this pain. All of these acts are expressions of this pain. Now, I do know that we need safe spaces where our truth, as painful as it is, receives a chance to sound. So private and small group live voice conversations carry way more merit and are way more fruitful than any virtual quarrel, online quarrel can ever 
provide, okay? So seek that out. Community rituals and ceremonies with clear and peaceful teachers, they provide the fertile ground for our shadows to be illuminated. And as my friend, teacher, artist Tony Ma says, if you have access to healing spaces and consciousness medicines, then you are one of the most privileged people on earth. So we can choose to use our privilege to bring more light and peace to our world. Investigating and resolving our internal conflicts are the key to collective liberation. And the integration of worlds is the door for global peace. Cheers to you, Psyched Friend, for completing this episode of the Psyched Soul Podcast. Find today's show's notes and all relevant links, as well as a free gift for you on psychedsoul.com slash podcast. And don't forget to join our exclusive Psyched Soul Tribe WhatsApp group through the link in our show notes. Go ahead and leave us a great review because it helps makes the podcast visible to a lot more people. You can help us grow our tribe and create some epic magic in someone's life by downloading and sharing the episode with someone you care about. And remember, it's not the psychedelics, it's your integration.